Hello, everybody. Welcome to the American Arbitrage Reseller Podcast. Today is Sunday. We just got back from our trip in Las Vegas, and we're ready to do our next podcast. Today's episode is going to be on where we started to sell items and where we've evolved to. Basically, where we sell all our items that we find throughout the years. Before we get started, we do want to talk a little bit about where you can find us outside of the podcast. I'm American Arbitrage. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Don. I'm at 1851AD Furniture and Decor. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Cool, cool. So yeah, we've been we've been working together with 1851 for like six years now, seven years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. So that that's something we've done together. But Don mostly is the one that works on that. So to kind of start out where we sell our items, we'll start with me because I started selling a few years before you, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started um, with eBay was the first place that I ever sold an item, even before I reali- realized I was a reseller. I was selling on eBay in like 2008. I was actually buying sports cards. And I was getting them all together, um, paying you know auction prices, and then I would make a giant lot and sell them. I didn't even realize I was a reseller. I just enjoyed doing it, and I made a little bit of money, so that was pretty awesome. But I, I really enjoyed doing that, and then when I graduated from college, couldn't really find any work at that time without going back to school and getting my teaching certificate and becoming a professor, which is what I wanted to do. So I just randomly started selling on eBay, and that's where it started for me. And really, eBay is still my main place that I sell. I love selling on eBay. For all the glitches and all the problems there are with eBay, it just is consistent and there is a lot of traffic. Even if it's not as good as it used to be, there is a ton of traffic. But I realized pretty quickly that I wanted to, if I was going to do this after graduating from college and everything, I wanted to have a storefront. And I had a storefront, I believe, within a year. And I met you shortly after I got my storefront. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Was the first time I met you at the store or at the auction? The auction. So yeah, I started the storefront, I think it was 2000, late 2011, and then um, basically I had the storefront for about six, seven months, and then I decided I wanted to do an auction. And I'm just telling you, we're telling you all the places we've sold and where it's evolved to, so you can kind of see some places that you can sell in, not just eBay, not just Mercari, there are so many ways you can move product that you find, it's just unimaginable. So oh, yeah. these are just, I mean, we, we have a list here of about 15 different places we've sold at. And they're all over the place from local to online. And um, when I got the storefront, when I first opened it, I had no idea what I was doing. I know. I, I literally, know feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. I just opened a place and I thought people would come. And we talked about a lot about that with our storefront is people tend to open up a shop in this business. Yes. And they feel, I don't know if they feel like this, but it's like mission accomplished. They, they open a store and people are going to start flocking. And there is so, so much more to it. Yes. Oh, definitely. That's not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like we opened, I opened up my store. I didn't have any traffic. I realized I wanted to do an auction just like, um, you know, whatever I was watching at the time, which was storage wars and stuff like that. So I started an auction and what I did to get this auction was kind of crazy. I didn't have the space in my building to do the auction. So me and my mom would go to place to place and I would just ask restaurants if I could start an auction there. And I think it was like the third place. The Mexican restaurant. Yeah, the Mexican restaurant. Um, What was it called again? Oh, goodness. Banditos. Yes. Banditos. Oh, and that's where you met. Such good food. Yeah, their food is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We're like, what's a slow night for you? Like Tuesday, Wednesday. And we just decided on Tuesday. We just did an auction. And by the time I met you, we were getting 20, 30 people a week to the auction. It was a weekly auction. 
And the interesting thing is in most states, believe it or not, you don't need an auctioneer's license. I believe it's about 50-50 that you don't need auctioneer's license. So in Utah, I love school. I would have went to school and got an auctioneer's license, honestly, but I found out I didn't need one. So exactly. I just did it. The local, other local auctioneers did not like me because I just did it. And I, I, I got really good on the, the marketing part of it, which was fun. You helped me a lot once once you got with me and stuff with the marketing stuff as well. But um, I got that going, and uh, that's where we met at the auction. And at that time, when you met me at the auction, you were getting items at the auction. Yes. Um, I think you were also <clears throat> putting items in the auction occasionally. I was doing both, yeah. You were doing both. So you were selling through the auction, just like I was. Uh, part of being an auctioneer, the nice thing is you can put your own stuff in the auction. So I had a lot of my own stuff. But where else were you selling at that time, outside of the auction? Or how um, did you start? Uh, we talked about this last time, with my dad buying the storage units. Uh, we actually started selling at the swap meet. Uh, that's where we would sell, mostly. And then we ran into that one uh, antique store and got a booth. So I was selling out of a booth and uh, through the swap meet. And then I was told about eBay. So then I started doing eBay a little bit myself, but not on the scale that we do it now, no way. But um, I just started selling items through there and and then the auctions. I was actually going to three auctions a week and I would buy from one me, auction me too, me too. <laughs> and then put it in the other auction and make money. Also, that was just the thrill of it too, just to see what would happen. I literally, <laughs> I went to Doug's auction. He's the big auctioneer here in Utah. He's up in Ogden and he's had an auction since 1959 or 60. And it's still going. He's my dad's age who passed away, but he's 81, I think, Doug, or 80. And I went to the auction. I remember. I think that's where the first time I might have met you. Well, you were handing out flyers. At his auction yes. for my auction. And, you, and he yelled at you, or he your did. mother. He, call, <laughs> he called us out in front of everybody. For, we still got people to go to the auction. Oh, yeah. It worked out well for me. <laughs> yeah, so the auction was a great place to move items. But one thing that happens with a live auction and you could also notice a lot of people on YouTube and other places are doing live auctions, whether it's live on YouTube, probably do them on TikTok. You can yes. do them on Instagram for sure. Um, there's probably some legalities that they're not looking at. I'd be careful with that myself. But the thing about auctions is you typically sell your stuff for under what it's worth. And that's what we realized pretty quickly. Well, within about a year of us being together yeah. with the auction is we were selling stuff. We were the middleman. We were selling stuff to people, and they were they were getting all the money, all the profit. Well, on it. we were still we still paid so so little on it that we actually made money, but near not near what we would have if we would have sold it outright ourselves. Yeah, we would buy a piece of furniture. You would like for twenty thirty bucks. It would sell for what eighty. Yeah, and then they but would it make would be worth two hundred and fifty. Exactly. So they'd make two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> so we realized pretty quickly. And I've since done an auction um, since then, but it w I was more of a hired gun. I was uh, just getting a percentage of the profit, and I wasn't putting, you know, all the work into it that I was yeah. before. Kind of worked on that way, but it, it didn't work as as a full time thing for yourself. It's just really, really tough. So we moved from that quickly when we met within a year or so, and we just went full on the store and quickly moved from my store to a store that we opened up together just well, up the street. When we were still at your store, that's when we started the new avenue of se selling items, which was Facebook. We started on the yard sale sites. I don't know if everybody who's listening knows what the Facebook yard sale sites are, but uh, there's tons of them. <laughs> there are. I mean, how many were there? I mean, they're still all there, but how many were we in, do you think? Oh, I think at one time when you would post stuff for sale, you were doing about 80 to 100 a day. Yep. It was free advertisement. That's the way exactly. we looked at it. Yep. But we realized pretty quickly within three or four, maybe three years, that Marketplace was starting to come up. 
Yes. And we used to have these in-depth discussions about Marketplace, like what were they going to do, how it was going to change everything. Well, we thought they were going to start charging for the yard sale sites uh, yeah. that you would have to to pay to be a part of them. Or, and the owners or... of the yard sale sites were starting to do that as well, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. We got some crazy stories about that. Um, when we opened our shop, uh, the 1851 AD one, uh, we... We actually were selling through the yard sale sites there as well. So we would, Carrie would work the shop full time and then he would post our items for sale. We would do a bundle of stuff. We would do like 20 pictures of different items or alike items in one picture and then just have the price next to them, the measurements and all that. So one time we sold uh, to a lady who actually physically came into the store to pick up an item she had not paid for it yet this is before we asked for payment first we would just have them come in and we'd hold the item uh when you're when we would put our prices on uh on the ad it included tax if you weren't buying it out of the store and paying through the store if you if we were to meet you we'd have a meeting area and then you would pay us cash then but if you physically came into the store to purchase your item with a credit card or cash or whatever, we have to charge you sales tax. So this lady came in, she got the item, we charged her sales tax. Then she goes to the yard sale site where she found the item on and talked to, what are those people called? The, the admins. admins think, yeah. And told them that we overcharged her for the item because she was actually meeting somebody else right after our shop to pick up something. She had the exact change to buy the two items. So when we charged her tax, she was upset about that. I am not kidding you. This admin texted us and told us we had to give her her sales tax back, that we had overcharged her for her item. We said we cannot do that. Nope. You can't because she physically came into our store, paid physically in the store itself. We have to charge sales tax. But anyways, that got into a big old deal and we actually had an argument with this lady and she actually was the admin of about four of the yard sale sites we were on. We ended up getting banned for that. So just be leery when you post on there or buy from there sometimes because it's not all what it seems and these people running it. <laughs> and that kind of leads into where Facebook has evolved to. Um, at least in our area, those those yard sale pages are are pretty much dead. There's users there, but nobody's active. Or you know, there are some few active people, but it's not as vibrant as it was. Oh no, five, six, not even four like years it was, ago. Yes, um, it's all moved to Marketplace. Which Marketplace, I have to say, and this is a more modern site that I'm using. It's a site I'm using right now, and I absolutely love Facebook Marketplace. I strongly believe, honestly, Don, I believe that it's going to compete head-to-head -head with eBay. Really? If, if not take over eBay in the next five years. Because they have all the leverage, um, at least as a company. Maybe not with, uh, with, with buying and selling, but they don't have to make money right now. Mercari, Poshmark, Depop, they all have to turn a profit at some point because that's all they do. They're just a reselling app. Obviously... Like Facebook or not, they have their hands in a thousand different things making money. They could just, you know, not charge fees, which is what they did for six months last month. Oh, wow. They charged zero fees. So you made 10 bucks plus shipping. And that's a whole other thing. They opened up the shipping, especially, I think you had to have had a slight sales history locally, which we had. Um, so we were able, as, as soon as we noticed, to, to get shipping. And the stuff sells just as fast, almost as eBay, pretty mm -hmm. much sometimes faster I've Less done fees? toys, I've done hats, and now it's after the start of the new year, it's 5% fees. And what does eBay charge? eBay is about all in, maybe 12, 15%. Oh, wow. I'm on managed payments, so there's no PayPal fees, but. 
how is it different in the amount of people who are users Facebook versus eBay? Um, I say? think, well, the, that's a whole other thing that eBay doesn't have is the amount of people that are on Facebook. Oh, yeah. When you're selling stuff on Facebook, you're not just selling to somebody who's looking to buy something. Like when somebody's on the eBay app, they're looking for something. 99, Specific, usually. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes they're browsing. But like 90% plus of the people are looking for something to buy. Maybe they're not 100% sure what it is. Maybe they know exactly what they're buying. Mm -hmm. On Facebook, you're scrolling through your feed. And, an, you know, like it some sort up. of pops up. Or you can just go on Marketplace very easily and you could just see what's selling around you. It's just so much more intuitive. Um, I think it's the future, honestly. And if I had to, if I were eBay, honestly, I would, uh, I'd probably be concerned about it, to be honest with you. I, I'm not, I wouldn't worry about Mercari and the other places. They're kind of niche places. But um, Facebook is, is a behemoth. And they have a lot of possibility, if they want to, to just go after it. No fees for a year, guys. Come on over. You know, they could do that. That's intense. It is, it is. And I think it's really probably my favorite place to sell on. I've sold hats, toys, um, brand new stuff. They still have some kinks to work out as far as like the returns process is pretty much non-existence. Um, there's a lot of issues, but it's stuff that they'll figure out. And they've already grown as far as what they figured out in the last two, three years, what they can do. Mm -hmm. That it's, it's kind of insane. I mean, there is so many places to sell. Just like we talked about in our last episode, um, there is so much stuff to buy so many places to buy it oh yeah there I, we really live in like some sort of renaissance time of places to sell items there is so many different places i remember five six years ago thinking if i made a mistake on ebay or a couple they could just kick me off and i'm done my reselling career is over and i love reselling oh there's so many places and i mean i had a store but that was at that time really tough and costing a lot of money and ebay at times was kind of supporting it when i was trying to figure it out um, and now, you know, I love eBay, but if it went away tomorrow, I'd be completely 100% okay. There's so many places. Well, there's also those smaller uh, places like the Let Go, uh, Offer Up. We actually started using Offer Up a lot when we started the 1851 AD shop, uh, besides the yard ton, sale yeah. sites. Yeah, we did a lot through them. And then there was also one I think was called Close Five. And I've sold on all three of those platforms when we first started using them. But I haven't posted anything on those at, recently at all. For my items, I don't know about you. Yeah, you don't really do any shipping <laughs> items. You don't. I'm the one that does anything that involves shipping. You're the local person typically, in general. We got something going on in, oh, I'm bidding on some cards on eBay. We'll see mm -hmm. if I win them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you don't really do the shipping stuff. There are so many sites out there if you're willing to ship an item. If you're into clothes, I have a Poshmark account. I have like 5,000 followers. I don't even do clothes. And it's, it has nothing to do with American Arbitrage. I built that a couple years ago. Um, every time I post a few things, I'll sell a few things. But I just, I'm not super into clothing resale. Mm -hmm. And I know neither are you. Like the vintage stuff. Even. Not really. Me neither. And Mercari, I've kind of... That's the next one, Mercari. Should you sell on Mercari or not? Um, yeah, if you want to. <laughs> I like Facebook Marketplace better than Mercari. I think it does everything Mercari does just better. Um, but I've sold, gosh, I've sold for three, four years on Mercari. And when I start a new platform, and I'd, I'd encourage you to do this as well, take some items, you know, either a fast-moving item or an item you don't mind even losing money on, and just see how the platform works. Put out a great deal. I remember when I first started Mercari, I sold something for like 4 or $5, $6 shipped. I think I lost money, but I wanted to see how the platform worked, how fast the item would sell, and it sold right away. 
how the payment process how the and all that payment stuff process worked. worked. I was curious about that. That's kind of how I was at, at, with Facebook at first with the shipping. I kind of wanted to see how things would go. I didn't really care if I made money. I'm doing that with Amazon FBA too right now. I sent in a bunch of stuff, sold it all, did make a profit. I sent in stuff I got so, so inexpensively that I couldn't lose, but I could have made more profit if I, you know, with other things as I learned. So I just want I, I didn't care at that moment how I did. Yeah. I just wanted to learn the process. And I encourage everybody to do this. If, you, if you're thinking about trying any other site or any other way of doing it, whether it's local or online, just open it up, put things on, be willing to make deals, and just see how the process works. Don't worry about making money from day one, from moment one. Just worry about learning the system, how mm-hmm. it works, so that you're comfortable. And then once you're comfortable, you can just go all in. And that's what I've done several times, honestly. Yep, it's a learning process for sure. It is. And one thing we've... I mean, with Facebook... We didn't even talk about this. With Facebook, we built our business page, right? Yes. That's when we actually learned uh, the all the things that were going on with the yard sale sites, with the admins and then the and the people saying they wanted an item and then not showing up for it. And then there was like a line. If this person didn't want it, then we had to go to the next person. And you would sit and make those long lists of what site the person was from, who wanted it next. I mean, it was just a crazy process. And then once we started realizing there was a lot of like stuff you had to go through to sell through it, we ended up, because we actually didn't want the Facebook business page at first. Nope. And then we ended up thinking, you know what, we're just going to cut out the middleman again, and we're going to go straight to it and started doing our Facebook business page. And we grew that up, grew that up, and we were selling like crazy, like, like crazy through Facebook. We would do, uh, one time he was doing posts every day and selling, you know, we'd probably put up maybe, what was it, like, a hundred items or something. Then it led to maybe once a week. And then it led from once a week to, and we were doing thousands of stuff um, on these posts because we would just bombard with pictures full of items that I would decorate and set up. We called scenes and I would, then we led to just once, uh, once a month, two nights a week. And we were making money like crazy. It was, it, it was insane. But, uh, it seems like Facebook business uh, pages are, are not like they were. Facebook in general has gone down, and I think it's because... As far as the business page yes. aspect and the yard mm-hmm. sale aspects, 100% has gone down. Yes, I've, and then once that started to happen, that's when I hopped on Instagram. And I don't really use it to sell items as much as I should, but I still sell them through there just by posting the information on there. So I've been lucky there. But... Uh, Facebook, I would say, is still my main uh, posting area to sell my stuff. We are starting our websites, I believe, through, what is it, Shopify? Yeah, Shopify. And uh, those We technically be, have it. We just don't have it all with pictures We've got to learn how to use that. So we're, that's going to be a learning process for us in posting and figuring out how that all works. But, uh, yeah, I, I personally do mostly Instagram. Now I'm going through the TikTok, and I constantly have people asking me about you know, how do I purchase your item? What do I need to do? But I don't have, I'm not doing the, the nationwide shipping yet. That's all going to be something that Carrie probably has to work on since he's so used to the shipping aspect of all of the online businesses that we have. So, And that, that the TikTok is, is a great kind of modern way to sell stuff that's, that's not something a lot of people think of. Um, I certainly did it. When I started with TikTok, it was 14 months ago, 15 months ago. 
I didn't even want to share my eBay account. I just wanted to talk about tips. I don't even know what my goal was really, but it started to grow so fast. Um, and really anything where you have anybody's attention and, um, you know, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, you could start to sell stuff. What would happen with me and what still happens on Instagram and TikTok is I'll show something in a video yeah. and people will message me and they'll say, I want that. And then we'll work it out. We'll Venmo it and I'll, I'll ship it out. So one thing I think anybody can gather from this, whether you're a, you know, a veteran reseller like us or you're a new reseller is you should always, always be looking for the next thing. We have sold on so many places in the oh, last yeah. little while, um, so many places, and we'll continue. I mean, I just opened an OfferUp account again because now you can ship on OfferUp, so I'm going to try that again. I stopped OfferUp forever. I have a Depop account. I don't really do clothes, but I opened up my <laughs> Depop account just so I can figure it out. I know there's Dick, Discogs and so many other places like that, so there is just a ton of places you can resell. It's it's honestly quite amazing. You also do your uh, resell things for your just your cards only. You have you belong to two different groups. Oh yeah, I never really on, think about on about that. It. Well, it's just for cards, but it's still a platform exactly. You can I use take two different of. two different card places. I use ComC where you can send your cards in, or you can buy cards and basically trade them and sell them, which I've done and I've done really well on. And then I just sent a bunch of cards into Starstock, which mm -hmm. is basically I feel like. The 21st century ComC, even though ComC is from the 21st century, the the optics and the the looks and the the snazziness of the Starstuck website, I think it's the future, especially with people investing more and more. I could talk about cards and you would be bored to death, <laughs> but I could yes. talk about how crazy the card industry is right now. It's insane. Cards I'm buying sometimes last week can go up double in one week. It's just insane. You know, you're playing a lot of the game. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. But that's what started with me. If you want to go places I sell, it started when I did a, a card show when I was 12, I think, or 13. and It was 98, so I was 15. Um, I did a card show in 98, and I remember I just got enough money to get a pack of Topps Finest Football, and I got a Randy Moss rookie, and I think I sold it. So <laughs> I didn't even keep the card. I was just wheeling and dealing for fun because I thought it was interesting. But if you're new or you're a veteran, just always be willing to look for the new places. Things change. You have to adapt and change with the business because it's not going to wait for you. You'll wither yeah. on the vine if you don't do that. So you need to change with whatever's going. Don't be so invested in eBay that you're not willing to totally abandon eBay at one point. Now, I don't see that in anywhere in the near future having to do that, but that should be something you think about. What could take out eBay? What could replace eBay? Amazon and as well. Amazon. eBay and Amazon. Yeah, we're on Amazon as well. I've been selling yeah. quite a bit on Amazon. So FBA and Merchant Fulfilled. So I used to do more Amazon. I kind of yeah. – I personally don't like Amazon so much like as a – aesthetically. I like the hands-on like unique stuff rather than the, the new in the box or, or book aspect of Amazon. It's just not as interesting to me. Maybe it's just doing, you know, a store and having antiques and stuff. I like the, the uniqueness of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about, um, you know, the future of where you can sell on reselling? Like, what are some places you may think of in the future that, that might be a place we could resell? I definitely think uh, Facebook Marketplace will definitely be a big one. I I see it, your uh, Facebook business pages kind of not getting as much uh flow through them as before, which is what we used to use mainly. Um, I say TikTok. I think TikTok's a big deal. Here's something, sorry to interrupt you. Here's something about TikTok that I heard on the grapevine. Now, this may or may not be true, but I heard about it from somebody on TikTok. They're talking about how on the live feature, so once you have a 1,000 followers on TikTok, you can go live. 
And I've heard that with the live feature, sometime probably within the next year or so, they're going to have a way for you to resell stuff on the live. Not just like, hey, I got an item, Venmo me the money, but literally I'm imagining some sort of button system that you can press and maybe actually upload items and they can buy it and pay through TikTok, I'm imagining. I'm not 100% sure on that, but there is supposed to be, at least in the works possibly. They should. I mean, they should take it advantage makes so much of that sense. for having a selling platform, just like Facebook is now just realizing that, that they need, I mean, they're going to make so much money if you can In- sell through Instagram it. yesterday was, was insane for me because we went to Vegas and oh, yeah. I talked a lot about that and I was doing a lot of stories and everything. I sold like five things from my, my Instagram post yesterday I, and they were not items that I put up for sale. I didn't say this is $5, pay for it. I just was talking about items and they're like, hey, can I get that mug? Hey, can I get that? Can I get that? And I think it was five different things. And I don't sell a ton on there, but that just showed me the immense potential of TikTok and Instagram as a selling platform. I knew that was a thing you could do. Mm-hmm. It was not something I wanted to focus on, but it's interesting even in the fact that you could just do what you're doing, showing what you're picking, showing what you're finding, and people will reach out to you and say, hey, I want to buy that. And it's it's awesome because... They get, I think, you know, we both get the experience of of finding the stuff together because they see what I'm finding. And then occasionally I find the thing they've been looking for. And I'm sure in the future they'll find something I'm looking for and we can buy from each other and support ourselves that way. It's amazing. That happens to me as well when I post my uh, thrift store finds or flea market finds and I just bundle it up and take a picture. A lot of people contact me saying how much for that bench, how much for that lamp, how much for that... And they just see it. I haven't even actually posted it, taken the pictures of it or anything. And I'll get that all the time. Like you had that one person just see something in a, to- a bag of toys and yeah. wanted it just because he spotted it. In yeah, there. it was in a picture yesterday. I just had a bunch of bags of toys that I got it at, um, you know, Savers. I love to get the bags of toys. And I had put that, um, it was a queen of hearts, um, just like a like a plastic toy. And I had put that, angled it so it was showing because I thought it was cool looking. Um, just for the picture. I was thinking of aesthetics, right? <laughs> Somebody was. And then somebody's like, hey, do you have that Queen of Hearts toy? And I'm like, yes. And then we came up with a price and I, I shipped, sold it and I still got to ship it because we just got back. But it's it's amazing, oh, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there is so much power in this. And if you haven't started a TikTok or an Instagram, it's immensely valuable. Even when you start and you, you don't have a ton of followers yet, if you're consistent, all it takes is that one person. The reselling community is, is vibrant. If you start one, a TikTok or an Instagram, tag me, tag Don. We'll comment. Um, we'll uh, we'll interact with you, and you'll grow over time. Just that's how it is. It's organic, and it's amazing. There's also YouTube as well. YouTube, yes. There is YouTube. That's another place you can buy. Or so. Etsy for what I do, but I haven't done an Etsy, so. There is, like, literally so many places, and YouTube is a place that I've dropped the ball in the last couple months because I was, I was growing a little bit, and then I kind of – it's a lot more work. <laughs> it's a lot more editing stuff that I'm not as comfortable with. And I feel like I found kind of my groove with the short form content. Yeah. So I'm going to, I've got some ideas on how I want to do more YouTube stuff because that's in my repertoire of what I want to do. But speaking of YouTube, watching some of the bigger YouTubers that are in our community, Shed Flips, Rally Roots, um, Commonwealth Picker, um, they sell a lot of stuff through their YouTube channels. It makes a lot of sense. And even if you're a smaller one, I have about 3,000 followers. Um, if you show the right thing, people will comment. People will DM. They'll find you on Instagram. That's oh, another yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like with TikTok, you have to follow the other person to get messages. And also there, you know, there there's the age verifications. And we don't want to sell to anybody under 18 anyway. So people go to Instagram to message you. On, and yep. I imagine YouTube is similar where they'll go from YouTube onto Instagram to message you. So it's important as a place where you can make deals. And, you know, 
it's exciting. I think reselling is such a vibrant, exciting experience, and, and the community is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. I never really thought about the community aspect as far as the nationwide, worldwide community till I started um, TikTok, honestly. And just to see how many people are interested in it, how many people do it. Oh, yeah. How it helps some people make a little extra money. Some people make a lot of extra money. Some people make a, <laughs> a living, out a living, a very comfortable living yes. on it. Um, so it's it's really quite amazing, honestly. You definitely want to diversify your selling platforms for sure because you, like the saying is, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because you every site has a different amount of views, viewers, or things like that. So you want to get your, your items out there to as many eyes as you can. Because there's always going to be somebody who wants that. Always. On one platform or another, there will be somebody that wants to buy it. That's true. And there's there's always, like you could sell anything pretty much within reason in the world if it's at the right price too. Mm-hmm. So the key is always, and that's always the trick in reselling, is finding an item at the right price where you can flip it at a profit. I mean, you could you could sell a lot of things you have sitting in your inventory right now if you're willing to take a loss. Or even things you <laughs> just you don't have want around to. your house that you just don't want. That's how a lot of resellers start is just how, finding things. That's they our whole lifestyle, basically. Their kids' toys. Their... We'll put furniture in the house, <laughs> right? And we'll get sick of it in six, seven months. And then I'll just sell it. And then we'll replace it with something else that the, you made. Yep. So that's how we do it. We just redecorate every six months or so. <laughs> so that's awesome. So if if you all have any... You know, questions you want us to, to talk about in the podcast, any critiques, anything you can, any kind of a constructive criticism you have, we'd love to hear it. Um, we are really excited to be doing this podcast. We're still learning and we appreciate your patience with us. Um, and you can get a hold of us both, 1851 AD for Don, uh, Furniture and Decor on Instagram yes. and TikTok. And then I am, of course, American Arbitrage on TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm on Pinterest too, but I don't think I have anything on there. I have like three videos. <laughs> They're not doing well. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if you can message people on Pinterest. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I, I know I, I can know. look up how to do. All I know furniture. is I st- I'm going to start a LinkedIn, like I said too, and I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm just going to wing it. Uh, I'll just put on like one of those tuxedo T-shirts so I can look professional, <laughs> slick my hair back like I'm um, Emilio Estevez from uh, Mighty Ducks Two, my favorite movie of all time. Oh gosh, Dude, that's the best movie ever made. I'm telling you too much info. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody, we will be back again because I'm saying too much, apparently. We will be back again next week. Next Sunday should be the day unless we do one a little earlier. We appreciate you all listening and uh, we'll talk about something fun next week.